I'm Nathan. I'm Joseph. I'm Madison. Um, so, how does society benefit from the garment sweatshops? Um, well, we have access to cheap clothing that's new and in fashion. And since it's considered fast fashion because people constantly are buying new clothes every, every year and every few months, so we don't feel bad for throwing away the old clothing. So it makes um, us have a ton of bad clothes. So, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, it's cheap clothes, um, and it's, you know, like fast fashion where you can, you know, buy stuff that they make for, you know, cheapest ever, and then we, we can have it, and it's, you know, it's cheap for us to buy, and then it's easy for us to throw away, and then get more of that. So, Joseph, how, how do you... Uh, I agree with both of you guys, because, um, uh, society gets fashion clothes, and they get new clothes from child labor and yeah. Um, another reason that society benefits from it is that companies can produce clothing very cheaply when they uh, make it in like third world countries. So companies sell it for a higher price which makes them have a greater profit. Um, and for the people um, in like the retail stores where they sell the clothes, uh, it gives more jobs to them because there's a ton of clothes shops um, which just gives people more jobs in the society. And reading in one of the articles, it says that third world countries' uh, economics depends on sweatshops, so it helps them, even though the people who are actually working in the sweatshops are suffering. So what you're saying is, uh, even though it's sweatshop labor, it's probably like the worst labor out there. Yeah. Um, kind of like the industrial revolution when people had to, um, you know, work for like very, very low wages and they're working 12 hours a day. So what you're saying is the people who are getting these jobs and that are like helping their economy are the people working in the sweatshops? So the people working in the sweatshops themselves are not benefiting in any way, but the economy of that country is benefiting by the amount of sweatshops they have and money that comes in from producing the clothes. And then like here like in, um, in the US, the companies like H&M, all those clothing stores, the people who work there are benefiting because it provides okay. them jobs um, here where they're selling the clothes that were made in the third world countries. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that, Joseph? I agree. Um, yeah, uh, the owners from fashion clothes like H&M do make a lot of money because they don't spend uh, a lot of money on child labor and they make profit off of that by selling clothes for more expensive. Um, so, yeah, but um, I, um, I, I guess not only the owners of those stores are really getting the, the you know, benefits of all that, but also people working there because they really don't have to... Working in those stores is a lot easier than what the sweatshop laborers are doing and making clothes because those people that are working in those kind of stores, those fashion stores, are... Um, you know, like selling clothes, trying to like get people to buy them and stuff. And so, yes, the owners are, you know, benefiting from that. But also the people that actually work there because they're not the ones that have to go through all the, you know, labor to make all those clothes. So. And then the other thing is that the clothing stores, there's just so many of them here, it's convenient to go shopping. So people don't have to 
like look very difficult for what clothes they want and um, since it's cheaper people tend to have more options of clothes that they want to wear different styles every day so people shop for fun more often due to how convenient these stores are because there's one uh, what I, yeah, what I want to go back to is Madison is when you talked about lifting people that lifting people out of poverty. Yeah. Um, yes, us first world countries do benefit from this because obviously, yeah. you know, like you said, all the all the people working in those fashion stores and like the owners yeah. stuff are benefiting from this because they're they're getting jobs and they're getting paid. But um, when in the article, um, when the the official said that the economy was benefiting from the sweatshop labor. Yeah, they also mentioned something about how it also helps all the people that are working in the sweatshops get out of poverty because they're actually supplying them with jobs when they wouldn't have any in the first place. Yeah, so it, um... Alright, thank you. of the garment sweatshops? Um, so, uh, in, in these sweatshops, it uses a lot of natural resources, like uh, a lot of water. Um, they use 2,700 liters, um, like all, just to make one shirt, I believe. And so, yeah, it uses a lot of environmental resources. And in, in, in addition to uh, that, it also gives off a lot of pollutants in the air. Um, most greenhouses, or uh, most sweatshops give out as much greenhouse gases as a car driving 80 miles. And then I'd like to add about uh, how it, much water it takes. Doing the math, it, uh, that's enough water for one person to drink for two and a half years just to make one cotton t-shirt, uh, which is wasting a ton of water that is very valuable. And the pollution is caused because since people are buying so many clothing and just throwing it away, um, one garbage truck of like uh, clothes is burned every second, which so each day that means one and a half Empire State Building is filled with just burned clothes. Uh, which, if you add that up to a year, that's enough to fill the Sydney Harbor, um, which is just terrible for the environment because it has nowhere else to go and it takes forever to decompose. Yeah, in addition to that, because uh, decomposing um, a lot of the um, uh, materials that these clothes are made out of, uh, like uh, like synthetics, like that are used in sweatpants, um, they're not renew or recyclable. I guess I think that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, they're not like recyclable, so you can't just throw them out and then hope they like um, you know help anything because they're not biodegradable. So they just kind of sit there and, and they end up piling up, and it just it's just it's bad. What do you think about the environmental? Ah, uh, yeah. Joseph? Um, uh, Wasting water for uh, clothes is a lot because some people in that um, are poor uh, can't afford water, and some of this water can be used for some child that don't have any water to drink. And yeah, I agree with that. Um, if they, I, they could, uh, I'm sure they could find some other alternative to using something else other than water to make one shirt a day. Um, and like Joseph said, a lot of people that are working in these shops are very poor and they can't really afford a decent lifestyle. And like people, say like children in Africa, or people, or 
places where people can't aren't easily accessed to water, don't have much, uh, they can easily use all that. And not to mention that within the sweatshop itself, the people there have awful working conditions because they make less than minimum wage here. Uh, they make roughly $96 per month. Um, and that like the buildings are extremely unsafe. They don't have a good ventilation system. So it's always hot. Um, they can easily injure themselves and it's very crammed together because it's a small building. And a lot of the buildings don't go through safety checks routinely, so fires easily start and their buildings have been collapsing recently, uh, causing lots of deaths in those third world countries where there were sweatshops. And I know that sometimes due to the poorness of the family, the children doesn't have the money to send them to school or have access to the school, so the children have to go with their parents and just sit there. So now the children's exposed to the chemicals in the shirts, exposed to the heat and everything, which hurts the child as well. Uh, so yeah, one thing this actually reminds me of, um, I brought this up in the last uh, episode, <laughs> um, uh, it reminds me of uh, in the Industrial Revolution because right now in my history class we're learning about it and uh, it seems like the exact same thing, like the work conditions are really bad, they're uh, usually not getting fed enough a day, they're, um, the the it's usually very hot. Um, they're getting very low wages for all the work that they're doing. Uh, they're working long hours. Uh, they're making like thousands of products a day, and they're still being treated like they're still being treated very poorly. So, and then to add on to making like thousands of products a day, a lot, uh, almost twenty percent of all those items go unsold. So since it's unsold, they had nothing to do with it other than to uh, burn it. Uh, bury it in landfills, whatever that they choose to do with it. So they waste so much of the clothing, and just one shirt can feed, uh, give a person water for two and a half years. So it's just a lot of waste that goes into making it. Thank you. How do people walked away? Uh, sweatshops, how will you walk away from sweatshops? What have companies done to walk away from sweatshops? And is it easier for some people, like with higher income, to walk away than it is for people, for other people? Yes, some people have walked away by, um, uh, by not doing any more work and just giving up. And then I would walk away by just stop making clothes and start making my own clothes. So, other child can do something else instead of child labor and working in the sweatshops and it is easy for some people to with higher income and all that to walk away from a sweatshop because they can do something else instead of this problem and yeah. so when you say um, that You'll like make your own clothes and stuff. Um, how exactly will you do that? Um, I will. Uh, All right, let me let me rephrase that question. Okay, so when you when you say walk away, or um, and you say that you know you make your own clothes, that way the children sweatshops don't have to. Um, eventually, these sweatshops run out of laborers if we if everyone does this, and if everyone does this, and there's no sweatshop sweatshops obviously there's no people that are working, and 
like before the sweatshops, a lot of people were homeless and not doing so well. So how how will you um, help that situation? Um, well, some people, well, the child labor will, so, some kids will find something else instead of doing this, and, um, and me, by making my own clothes, I will, like, make my own clothes at home, use the materials I have, and, yeah. Alright, Madison, what do you think? Um... I think a, uh, I'd say like maybe more efficient, maybe even like better way to walk away from this is that everybody, everyone would say would know someone who's roughly their size and clothing. So to put, stop like feeding the companies money to make more clothes, um, so they can have less landfill of unused clothes, you start switching with your friends after like a couple months. You don't like the shirt anymore, and you like your friend's shirt, and she doesn't like it. You just switch your clothing, and if you do it with a bunch of people, you have a lot of options, and with a lot of options, you can just change what you want without having to go to the store to get something new, wasting money, right? Um, and not to mention that it doesn't go to waste as easily, because people will only wear their clothes like two or three times and want to throw it away, but now you're giving other people to wear it, so it actually gets worn out um, throughout, throughout like a couple months, a few years maybe. So it's more efficient to do that, and then there's still clothes being made, but it will be in less quantity of size, so less is going to the landfill each year, and hopefully we can reduce the 20% of being burned or buried, or just un not sold whatsoever. Um, yeah, well, you know, but I would do. Um, I do like those ideas, and I'm sure a lot of people would want to do that and help with that, but um, what I would do is, since usually when people... Well, I guess not usually, but I know from my experience that I've really grown much since I last bought, you know, like a shirt. And so, um, usually I just I just keep all my clothes, and I usually fit into all of them. So I just, you know, keep, just keep wearing the same clothes um, that you have, uh, because, you know, there's no reason to throw them out. Because, you know, I mean, like back to what you said, you could just give them to your friends, or you could trade them with somebody that if they like them, and it's their size, and you, know, you can give it to them, and they can give something to you. And so it's like, it's, it's much of an easier uh, trade-off. And then just another option that you could do, let's say nobody, none of your friends like your clothes, like nothing, you just can't figure out what to do with it. You can always just donate it to people who need the clothes, because uh, there are plenty of people in the world who do need clothes, whether it's here or in those third world countries, and tend to need the clothes. Um, and then as for the companies who are doing stuff to help, there are companies who are trying to like reuse clothing uh, the materials to make new clothing, um, and there are some tags that on it, if you read close enough, it says that this was made by people who were paid with the proper wages, or this was not made by child labor, so doing research into your clothes can really help with the companies. Oh uh, yeah, thank you for uh, joining me on this podcast, guys. <laughs>